Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason, and you're listening to authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. In this session, I interview Sasha and Jared. Sasha is an emergency care practitioner from the National Health Service in the UK, and Jared is the campus offsite campus manager here in Reading, California. So both of them are in their workplaces, and they are seeing Jesus do marvelous things, heals the sick. Jesus is the healer. And so my questions to them were, when did this become a reality for you? How did this become a reality? Uh, and how can you know is this exclusive to some Jedi masters or in the faith, or is this actually open for all? And it's a fantastic journey. I know that even as you hear this, uh, some of you will be just healed as you're as you're listening to this audio. You've got permission to get healed even by listening. Make sure you send us those testimonies. But truly, my heart for you is that. This becomes the normal life of every follower of Jesus. Mark 16 says, These signs follow them that believe. Uh, I love Smith's Wigglesworth was a plumber. And he says that God wanted you so badly, he made the conditions so simple. Only believe. There truly is something that happens when we believe and live this out, confess with our mouth that Jesus truly is the Son of God. And when he walks inside of all of us, then the miraculous becomes a daily experience. So enjoy this. And if you want more, jump on to heaveninbusiness.com. And you'll see there that there's a trial you can jump on. You can listen, hear, connect, and grow with us as we grow with God in business. Thank you so much, Jared, Sasha. So tell me just a little bit more about what, is your, what does your day look like? And then... Uh, what does Jesus look like in your world? Uh, my day looks like waking up. Just how you start your day. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I stopped working shifts um, about four years ago. So my actual registration is as a paramedic. Um, and in the UK, you do further training, which means you can then extend outside of the ambulance service as such. You can work in different environments. Um, and I chose to start working in what would be an urgent care centre or a minor injury unit. The way I describe it is if you have cut yourself or you've broken something, I can fix you. Um, well, Jesus can do it too. Um, but if your arm's dropped off, I'll have to send you to the ED. That's the best way to try to describe what and we do. And the ED is... Emergency department, so A&E in the UK, but it's ED here, so yeah. So my day looks like, um, yeah, uh, eight till eight is my, my shift. Uh, I work with, uh, there's usually about three of us, plus um, a healthcare assistant who does a lot of the wound care. We have receptionists, and that's kind of a little group of people. We're together for 12 hours and, uh, and have fun at work. Um, just seeing patients and... Uh, kind of just asking God what he might have to say to them, um, opportunities to, to see the love and power of God released. Um, but also um, just doing a good job. Yeah, just doing a good job where I am. So that's kind of what it looks now like. Just, so this is a government-owned facility? Is it? What, how does that work where you are? So I work for the National Health Service. So yes, yep. yeah, National Health Service. Okay. 
just so you know, a little bit of context. So it's like an encouraging spiritual atmosphere. <laughs> it is when you turn up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jerry. Okay. Uh, so my normal work day can be very full. Um, I can also have windows of time where um, where I, ha I get to do my admin or I get to make a list. Uh, I have to create a list and then let that be a little bit flexible because calls and texts and, and sometimes I tell my, my bosses or coworkers, sometimes I go look for work, sometimes work comes looking for me. And so I just have to kind of roll with the flow of the day. Um, so yeah, I, I help set up rooms, I help flip rooms, I help clean things, I help set up my team for success in the afternoons because there's a team of people that uh, are very busy with other buildings, including this one. Um, and then, so my work does get done and I try to do that to the best of my ability because uh, it's a job, you know. But at the same time, um, I am looking for divine appointments um, and I get to do what I have to do, and then I get to do what I love to do at the same time. Um, and all of it's serving. It's all kind of the same, whether it's uh, moving tables and chairs or uh, stopping for the one or um, helping someone find their lost phone in the bathroom. True story. Uh, someone knows what I'm talking about. Or, <laughs> uh, or you know, getting a chance to spend some time with someone real quick. Um, so that's kind of an overview. So for both of you, they're excellent at what they do. That's foundational. And that excellence then opens up opportunities. The better you do, you, it, the, then you've got these opportunities in and around that to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. So give us an example of this other stuff that you do, Jared. Okay. Uh, so off-site off -site property manager. Yeah, okay. So... Um, I'm, I'm trying to get my work done because I am at work. But when I realize I have extra time, um, then sometimes I can, I can play. So uh, for an example would be, um, just happened this week, I had a team of people help me with about, I don't know, 140 chairs, 150 chairs, all had to move pretty quickly and rooms had to change. And then once I had a team of volunteers helping me, we stop. And I look at them and I look at, they were like four out of six or five out of six are wearing glasses. And I'm just looking at them. And, I, and now I know I'm ahead of the game. I just had 40 minutes of work handed to me in the gift of all this volunteer help. And I said, hey guys, um, why don't we pray for eyesight restoration? And one of them's in the room and, and I don't see her wearing her glasses right now. <laughs> just struck that, it just struck my heart. Fun, funny, fun. Um, and so I think two or three of them got improvement immediately. And one of them said, I don't know if I need my glasses anymore. And then while we're praying for that, another one says to me, I tore a meniscus in my knee and my knee's in pain. So we pray for a knee and she starts bending it, bending it, bending it, moving it, um, expressing to me how she feels God touching it. It's on fire, all that. And, um, and then I think just yesterday, so a day after prayer, she's still saying it's, it's healed completely. I don't feel any more pain. And um, so I look for those opportunities. And um, what kind of helped me was a few years ago, God told me, 
Because sometimes, I don't know about your jobs, but sometimes my job can feel a little mundane. And sometimes my job can feel like um, not as exciting as I'd like it to be. So he told me a few years ago, you can look for disappointment or you can look for divine appointment. It's your choice. And I said, game on. Game on. <laughs> That's an easy selection, right? So I'm like, divine appointment. So I pray for those, and then um, I look for them, and then I expect them, and then we walk into some of them. It's wonderful. Yeah. This is so cool. It's like, hang on, just so you're an off-site custodial manager. Yeah. What gives you the authority to go around healing people? Well... That's a good question, and I'm glad you asked. Um, I just, I believe that we are children of God, and we're just like our Papa. And if you look throughout the Gospels, he went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed. And, and so I don't change who I am based on what shirt I'm wearing. I'm the same, I'm the same guy in my house. When we, my wife and I pray for each other, our, our four-and-a-half-year-old prays for his teacher at school, and she got healed. Um, we're the same in our house. We're the same at work, and we're the same in any formal ministry where we're getting a chance to speak or whatever. We're just, he's the same, so why should I change? Why should I be different and categorize, categorize down my um, expression of who I am based on, like, where I'm at? I, I, I just don't um, I try to be the same. And so um, he's, always, he's always happy. Jesus is. He's always healing. He's always flowing, you know, with his goodness and his river. And so I'm just trying to surf that river, Andy, as best I can. And so that kind of gives me some permission. Awesome. Yeah. Sasha, how about you? I mean, I love that you're in emergency care. Like, I just love that word emergency. I have lots of those. You can come and take care of any kind of emergency. So you're taking care of the practical, physical things going on. But then you're, you're in a, an environment where there's always, <laughs> there is always need for miracles, and you do both. You're like, I can do both kind of miracles. Tell me about a couple of the stories of what you've seen happen. Just, just off the back of what Jared was saying, you, you can't be two people. And so people at work know who I am, and they know what I believe, and they see evidence of it. Um, because you can't hide it. He, he's, he's the whole thing, like he's in you and he's constantly leaking out of you. So your skin doesn't restrict him. <laughs> um, I have a colleague who had a, a problem with her back uh, and she sat uh, in the, the main area and uh, she mentioned she got this problem. And so, well, hey, you know, I can, I can pray for you if you want. And she said, oh, well, okay. Uh, but the interesting thing is, we, it was just before we were about to open, and so my other colleagues were there as well, and they heard her say this and heard my response, so they're now, like, watching. <laughs> <laughs> so she sat there and just very briefly just commanded the pain to leave, and it's the look on people's faces. It's always just beautiful. It's that sudden note m m m uh, moment where they realize something's happened. It's like... What have you done? So, well, you know, I have Jesus in me, and this is Jesus. And then one of my colleagues just standing behind watching said, Are you a Jedi? <laughs> 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 so 
I, you know, it's a sort of response. Yes, the force is strong with me. I don't know. I just. I, but the the beautiful thing is, they they watched, and they know. So there's there's sort of there's been the there's a momentum in the workplace. So when someone says to you they have an issue, like you have the answer, you literally have the answer at your fingertips. You can speak that answer, and it and it happens. So um, another one of my colleagues, um, she'd had something similar happen with her back, and that got better. And then she came to me. She said, oh, "I've got this terrible problem with my hip." <laughs> so we're in a busy now, area. Do you know where she is? So if someone's coming up to her saying, "I've got a problem with my hip," you're in emergency care. You're urgent care. You're. You, it's, it's kind of like, of course you do. This is what you're here for. But this is actually co-workers. This is a co-worker, yeah. So there's a co-worker. And, uh, so, so you've got so a choice. We're going to talk to the doctor. Or talk no. to Jedi. No, Emergency not. care. <laughs> well, I think actually the interesting thing is she had a choice. So, uh, yeah, so she says, well, look, it's a bit busy around here. So um, I said, well, that's okay. You know that I've said I've got Jesus in me. She says, oh, yes. I said, well, can you, can you imagine I'm a jug? Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I said, well, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to pour God's love over your hip. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> and so I just simply, you've got people walking past, so I just simply did this. <laughs> Are you sure that you're British? And I don't know, a few seconds, 20 seconds, whatever. And she went, oh, you've done it again. <laughs> and what I like about that you've done it again is important. It's actually that she's aware and becoming more aware of a reality of God's love, God's power. And within the, those things happening, you're then able to say, hey, this is Jesus. This is the one who loves you. This is the one who's given his life for you. You know, there are moments, and depends on how far down the road you can go with your colleagues, depending on relationship, but they, they do. <laughs> Another story? Okay, cool. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this, this gentleness this is a patient story, but patient and colleague kind of story. So, this patient came in. Um, and I can't actually remember what he came in for, but I was sat there. I felt that he had had a problem with his ankle. So uh, hang I, on, you felt you're an emergency care practitioner. You, you get this? She, you felt that he had a problem. Can you just explain? Yeah, that sure. So what I mean by feel is it's word of knowledge. So words of knowledge is basically information that you can get from dad that um, concerning someone that you're with um, because he's so your he's dad's an emergency care practitioner as well <laughs> yeah he's the ultimate he's the best best one um, oh you're talking father, about father god yeah okay <laughs> and uh, so he he's always talking so here's this bit of information this person is in pain he doesn't want them to be in pain you know jesus has paid for this and there's not always the opportunity, certainly in the where, where I work, to go, hey, by the way, I'm hearing from God. I'm learning to hear from God. And it, I'd, I'd be fired. <laughs> so I can talk a little bit about how that, we can do that. But this, for this particular story, um, he said, he's basically, through, through me sort of asking a couple of questions, he said, yes, I have. Um, he'd already mentioned that he had been at church that morning. So there was an opportunity then to start to ask some questions. Um, in, the, in the realm of health and health provision, 
Um, the first thing that matters is someone is coming in and they're coming in for um, a reason. Uh, they're not necessarily coming in to be prayed for. That is not what they're expecting. Um, and so there are creative ways that you can introduce that. And the way that we tend to do it is treat it like a procedure. So if you're having a procedure, there's consent needed. So there are ways that you can actually ask questions that allows them to really uh, give you information that can take you down a path where you say, okay, for this particular instance, I knew he'd been at church. So I said, oh, you've been to church today. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's where I would have been. So then that leaves it open. He then extended the conversation. Good. So basically what happened was um, I, I, I said, well, look, this is kind of what I felt was going on. He said, oh, my gosh, yes, it is. I said, well, I feel like God's healing your ankle now. I just had this sense. I've, um, I don't know how to explain this. It's like you know it in your knower. Um, and because you're declaring something which is a spiritual reality, you're kind of, a word of knowledge is almost to me, it's like, it's, it's actually what God's intention is and he's doing it. It's like, it's, it's information, it's good information. So and he then stands up and he does something that really freaked me out. He stood up and stamped his foot three times. I didn't ask him to do that. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And yeah, it's pain-free, it's pain-free, it's great. It's a miracle, it's a miracle. Yay, good, I'm glad that it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm really worried about what you've just done. <laughs> so he came in and, and it actually had, a, I think he was limping anyway. He had a problem, I think, further up. Any, long story, he was no longer limping. And he, he marches, limps, uh, sorry, bounds down towards the receptionist to go, it's a miracle, it's a miracle, and walks out the door. <laughs> um, <coughs> the receptionist then comes to my, my little cubicle in my room and says, <laughs> was that you? <laughs> You've done it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Jared, are you a Jedi as well? And as in, were you born like this? Was this something you, like some people just have the gift, like to do the Jedi? Because not everybody's Jedi, are they? Like there's only some special people that can do this stuff? Well, I don't know about, I think that if you want to be, you can be. It's your, it's your choice. I want to be a Jedi. Yeah, Anybody yeah, else yeah. want to be a Jedi? Here, if you read the Gospels, you get to Mark 16, it says, these signs will follow great apostles. These signs will follow Stasha. Stasha, yeah. Stasha, yeah. Andy. No. No, it doesn't say that. No. It says no these, signs will follow those, that, these signs will follow those that believe, yeah. you know, lay hands, see recovery. So it's, it's, it's a wide open participation pool. So anybody here can say, I'm in. Yeah, I want to do that. Absolutely. Have you always done this? Uh, I ha as soon as I saw a meeting where people got healed en masse, um, in probably uh, year 2000, 2001 at a Bible school, um, two things happened to me. The first thing was no one ever told me that that's possible and I felt ripped off. Are you kidding me? That book is, that says it's alive and active and sharper than any two, actually has like power in our present. No one ever, ever told me that. And then two is... Um, now that I know it's possible, how much, how much is possible? <laughs> how much can I dive into? Uh, and, and immediately in that meeting, actually, the guest visitor had people standing up that wanted healing. And um, my friend that I brought stood up. And I'm like, and then he, the guest minister says, who wants to pray for him? 
And I invited him, so I felt obligated that I should be the one to pray for him, even though I was <laughs> brand, brand new, like one minute into this reality that this is possible. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, man. So I put, the guest minister says, put your hands on him here and here. You'll start to feel your hands get hot. And I'm like, I will? Oh, I do. <laughs> how, did you, how did he even know? Like, that guy was a Jedi. And he was, <laughs> once you experience Jesus's loving kindness, compassion, and gracious kingdom, it's like there's no going back. So anyway, my hands did feel hot. My friend did get touched. His back did feel better. And from that moment, moment on, I've been kind of ruined. Um, and then, you know, I got a couple of prophetic words that kind of encouraged me down this road. But it, but it can be frustrating if you have a word and it's not coming to pass. So for me, I was like, I'm going to be intentional. I want to see these words come to pass. I'm going to put some action to these words. And if, if God's saying this about me, he says it in his word, he says it through people, then I'm going to, I'm going to walk that direction and take opportunity to stop. And, and so it's activate. not a passive thing. Mm -hmm. You're actually intentionally yep. like experimenting, yep. trying it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So has it failed? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, um, that's the, I think that any type of minister or any type of business person, you're going to need, you're going to need um, persistence, you know, in what you're doing. You're, you, some of you may be forerunning something and pioneering something. You're going to need persistence. And so this, this gift, this, this type of lifestyle um, requires persistence too, where you just, you don't give up. But I tell myself, if I pray for them, they don't get healed, but they feel loved, then I win. I win. So if I can just make sure that they're they are in a better state than when I left, when they when they first encountered me, love is the answer. Love is what they need, and um, and they often give me that feedback that I felt seen, I felt valued, I feel loved, and hopefully they get healed. And and if some somewhere they don't, they don't get shame from me. They don't get um, some sort of you don't have enough faith for this. I don't. We don't. I don't do that. Uh, so. Um, yeah. What about you, Sasha? How, how did this Jedi thing start for you? I had spent 11, 12 years um, living a Christian life at the cross. Um, and I, similar actually, um, I, I didn't know that this was possible um, to this extent. Um, wasn't in an environment where it was talked about. Um, and then someone came to our environment and started talking about this stuff. But I was actually facing a bit of a quandary because I actually knew this person. So before I joined the ambulance service in the UK, um, I was a police officer for seven years. Um, that was my BC years, I call it. Um, so um, I, <laughs> I left the, the police and joined the ambulance service and I had worked with this person. And he turns up at the church about 11 or 12 years after I've met Jesus and uh, he starts talking about signs, wonders and miracles and the things that we could expect to see, gifts of the Holy Spirit and I'm sitting there thinking I'm, I'm in trouble here because I, he's not lying and he's not mad, he's telling the truth and it caused me to have to reevaluate my life as a Christian and reevaluate what I believe to be true. And when you start reading Mark 16 and you get to lay hands on the sick and they will recover and it says, you know, these signs will follow those that believe. I'm like, well, I believe, but what do I believe? Because these signs are not following. And I realized 
yeah, I realized that the, the fault was not on God's part or the word. Actually, there was some sort of disconnect. What do I actually believe? And so I, it was very simple. I, I just got before God and I just said, right, I simply choose to believe what you say is true. And from that moment, just started similarly just experimenting, reading books, going places. Um, the first time I saw something happen was on the street with uh, someone whose knee got better. And, you know, they were delighted. I was delighted on the outside. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is Jesus is amazing. Inside, I'm going, oh, my gosh, this works. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but the interesting thing is the journey of, of, of starting off like that and, and the experimentation of finding yourself in an environment where this isn't the norm. Um, and then having the challenge of, well, you're doing it here and you're doing it there, but you're not doing it at work. And that was the challenge that I, I, I kind of faced. But that's kind of how it started yeah. for me. So. so I think there's people in the room, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I've never seen this done before. You just make it so simple. It just seems so natural for you believers. <laughs> I want to see the healing, the miracles, like you guys do. And you've just destroyed my excuses for not doing that in my place of work. So if there's a couple hundred people here, how, will, how, like, how, do, we do, how do we start? Uh, so... I would start, it, uh, this is just like step one. You, you're already probably have a secret place or a relationship with Jesus. When you're in that place with him, in that quiet place, in that one-on-one -on -one place, start to tell him what you want to see. Uh, I think it's in First John, the letter First John somewhere, says that if he has already given his son, how much more will he not give us all things? He gave us the most expensive gift that heaven had in his only son. So how much more will he not give you divine appointments? How much will, will he not give you a gift of healing? How much will he not give you if he's already given you Jesus, his only son? Um, so tell him what you want to see in the secret place. Um, I'd say also um, meditate on the miracles of Jesus. And, and, then, um, and then be sensitive to his leading and his presence. Because, so how do I do that? Yeah. Well, when you're in that place of reading his word or worshiping or meditating or being still before him, whatever it looks like for you and wherever it is for you, um, you get in that place, you get familiar with him. And, and years ago, he told me, if you will spend time with me in the private, I'll come manifest myself with you in the public. And so... So, and Jesus models that, doesn't he? He says he went out into solitary places. He went out into the mountaintops. He went in the garden. He got away from the crowds. So getting away is important. Getting with him is important. And um, in, in that place, he will teach you because we can tell you how it works for us and you can glean some things, but how, it's gonna, how he's going to lead you will be custom made for your personality, your workplace, your region, your nation, because maybe in Britain she can do things that I can't do and vice versa. The way we talk, the way we walk. Um, and so he, he will lead you. Um, it's just learning his voice, learning in that. So I'll, I'll just give you an example of how I'm led. Um, is sometimes um, someone might get highlighted. If I'm just doing my mundane work, I'm walking from A to Z, building to building, whatever, and I just feel like pulled to somebody. Or, or they somehow they're standing out to me, um, and and then I have a. 
he, I don't know when he started doing this, but if I'm in conversation with someone and I feel my hands start to get hot, I'm like, oh, wow, you're wanting to do something. Thanks, God. This is an indicator to me that your power is present to heal. And so um, I'll, sometimes I'll just ask him, what do you need healing for? I don't have a word of knowledge right now, but I have his presence with us. And that's all I need. And in his presence, the miraculous happens. It just is a byproduct of who he is, his nature. And so if you can recognize his presence with you, then, then it makes a whole lot easier just to, to walk right into that divine appointment that's standing right in front of you. So number one, I love that. Just get into the places, the place where it's private for you with Jesus and just say, this is, I, I want to I experience miracles. I want to see them. And we've talked about business miracles here. We just talk, I'm talking about healing. I want to see what, what would it be like if my workplace was a, was a cancer-free zone? What, what would it be like if, if service technicians come to fix my IT problem and they get healed when they come into my building? What would it be like if none of my employees have sick days? Oh. <laughs> That's gonna be. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be a good. That's actually gonna affect my bottom line. This is a really good business model. Oh my! I hadn't even thought about that. So one is get get alone with God and tell Him this is what I would love. I want to see miracles. You paid for this, and then two is in that time with Him. Just it's about Him. It's this relationship. I love what you said. Is I cannot determine whether they get healed or not, but I can determine whether they feel loved. So I want to cultivate so people experience him more than they experience me. It's not about my name and lights and how many notches on my belt. It's about, I love what Dr. Pete Carter said, is a compassion that motivates me. It's like I don't want to better then run around and tell their testimony. That's not, this is about, this is about them experiencing the love of Jesus that changes lives. So, okay, what's next, Sasha? Um, I'm like, really excited. This uh, is fun. Thank <laughs> like, you for coming. I like this. Yeah, it's cool. Thank you. Thank, thank you for I can be here. This is awesome. Um, so um, here's, here's something that I really like. Um, John G. Lake, uh, if you heard him, you're a revivalist. Um, he said something about Jesus, which was Jesus didn't coax people, didn't, didn't heal people to coax them to become Christians. He healed because it was his, it was his nature to heal. 1 Peter 2 talks about us having uh, being partakers of the divine nature. So we literally have the nature of God. We, we literally partake in the nature of God. So if we could attach faith just to that alone, I simply choose to believe what you say is true. So I'm going to attach faith to the fact that I literally carry your nature. And if I carry your nature and it's your nature to heal... I perhaps don't even need to do a thing. Um, just to be aware of his presence in a moment. Effectively, according to what Jared, you are saying as well, it, it's, it's taking it down to the simplest thing that you can. I simply choose to believe what you say is true. So whether I feel yeah. or sense yeah. anything or not, I know it's his nature. It's, it's what he says. So therefore, as he says this, it's true. The problem is we, we use our experience or lack of experience or our disappointments and create something around that. And then we, we come up with excuses as to why 
things aren't happening, why we're not seeing stuff happen. But if we can just simply sit in that place, if I simply choose to believe what you say is true, it's an adventure of faith. This is actually an adventure, and it's fun. It really is fun. He's kind of like the fun, funnest guy you could get to know. So it's fun, and it's continual. You're continually glowing. You're continually going from glory to glory. So keeping it simple, his nature is in you. So <laughs> there's possible for stuff to happen and you not to be aware of it, which is really, really fun. Um, but I think if you just take what he says, okay, I'm going to lay hands on a sick person and they will recover. He, he kind of wants it to happen more than we do. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have any issues with it. Uh, he thought it was a good idea. So, um, yeah, if, but I, I, I kind of try to take it down to the simplest, simplest. It's, it's, it's faith, it's trust. And it's, this is what he says. So just, just, what's the worst that can happen? You know? What, what, you know, you, you have a situation at work, you approach someone, or other, they say no. Oh, okay. But there's a victory. As soon as you think it's possible, right? We're sitting here right now, okay? And what we're saying is increasing faith. It's like, what, pay attention to kind of how you're feeling right now. Because you kind of start to think, oh, I think this is possible. I actually think we could do this. <laughs> As soon as, as soon as we start to have that thought, it's a victory. As soon as you start to believe and think it's possible, you're on that journey. The next step is, okay, I think this is possible. I might now give this a go. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I uh, really appreciated Jared and Sasha as a part of this interview. Uh, if you've actually noticed that you're physically, something has changed in yourself, please don't hesitate to send us through the testimonies. Contact at heavenandbusiness.com and I just want to encourage you is follow what they said is pursue this walk with Jesus in the private place cultivate that relationship so that everyone around you experiences him when you are around that's just so beautiful I cannot control whether someone gets healed I can control whether they feel loved and then thirdly, get out there and pray for people. I, I, I've heard it from, I believe it was John Wimber and their training that it was with the vineyard. He would say, if you haven't at least prayed for 200 people, like just, just do the numbers, go get praying for people and you'd be amazed at what starts to happen. Send us those testimonies and then find out more, heaveninbusiness.com. Thanks for listening and we'll be with you next week.